Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturgeo, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, and of course, America's fan Keith Ernst will be joining us in just a couple minutes. Brett, you're gonna get you're gonna get the rotating. Huh? You're getting rotating. I'm gonna be on first, and I have to leave, and then Keith comes. So maybe <laughs> it's gonna be a good it's, it's, podcast. We don't get Ernst brothered at the same time. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was getting hard feedback from last week about it, the the double team action. I was uh, I was receiving uh, mostly from family, like how you know those guys are on you, they're they're ganging up on you, and I'm like, well, look, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, and here's Keith right now as he's joining us uh, with literally three seconds into the podcast. I thought for sure I was going to get one on one time with one of the Ernst brothers and not get double teamed like I did last week uh, with uh, all this stuff. And and I did go back and I listened. What? Yeah, what are we double teaming on? Uh, it was more or less the, the yeah, it was just the Dak stuff. That's all. And then my oh, double, we double teamed him, bro. We and, did and, double team. Let's, let's then, be honest. And then the mic blew up, and then I I lost all yeah. communication. <laughs> so that's how last week started. Uh, but this week we're all in a good mood. We've all had a a long in depth text conversation. So hopefully, uh, we're all on the same page here as we head into Eagles Week, or as le- at least the Eagles Week. They like to call it Cowboys Week. We don't call it anything because we're not that you know tacky or whatever. We don't need to actually call it Eagles Week. They're they're wearing their shirts, their beat Dallas stuff, all that nonsense. I'm sure over in Philadelphia. But first and foremost, the Dallas Cowboys get themselves another dub uh, under Cooper Rush, and it's a four and one led Dallas Cowboys team, four in a row, five and zero oh as a starter is Cooper Rush. We'll get into Cooper Rush in a second, but guys, I'll start with you, Keith. Uh, the defense, man, I'm telling you right now, it, it's it's something special, and, and it gets better and better every week. Yeah, as, uh, I did go to the game, so we're all undefeated at the football games. There it is. I, I forgot all about that. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I'm you, by the way. We're like, we're like send a pic. You're like, no pic. And you're like, no, 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 picture, like photography. <laughs> oh, I sent you a picture. I, you did, you did, but I think at first yeah, you but thought at first that we were, were asking about the interception. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, no. Well, because I, I was all, because I was upset after we blocked the punt. And we ran Zeke once and got five yards, and then we passed twice. And remember, I was like, "We need to run the ball," which we ended up doing the rest of the game. Thank oh. God they stuck to the run. You know that, that that game plan. We'll get into that. But yeah, as far as the defense goes, yeah, you know, watching them live as Brett and you did is just a whole nother story. You know, because like there wasn't once in that game when I was worried. It's weird, and you know, I recorded the game and watched it when I got home. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to watch the game as if I wasn't wasn't watching it live, okay, like at the at the stadium, and I would see myself being a little worried. You, I don't know why. It's just it's just a different feel when you're watching the game and seeing how close everybody is to the ball every single time. I yeah, mean, I just a ball hawking defense, man. That's a it's the magic. But you can of, also uh, go ahead, right? No, I'm saying you could also hear him talking. Well, I was way you know? the fuck up there. I couldn't. Hear <laughs> they were communicating. Well, when I when I was at when I was at that they were communicating, you can hear it, man. Mm-hmm. Even on the sideline, yeah, like all the love just, and the that, dude, it's good. I just find it fascinating that not only <laughs> not only did we all go to a game this year, separate games. I saw and we, I saw 
the the Giants game. Brett went out there and watched them beat up on Washington, and then you went to L.A. But not only that, but we all watched Cooper Rush at quarterback. <laughs> it's like That's interesting because I wonder how many different quarterbacks I've seen live at a stadium play, and that we don't have enough time, but I'm going to go through that later in my own Rolodex, bro. How many times we've seen what? How many different quarterbacks have we seen play? Well, we saw Danny White. I know, I know. Gary Holden. I mean, I don't know. You asked the question. So what do I say, though? We're going to do it later. Not now. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Come on. All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. What's next? Anyway, it's. uh, Well, I don't have much uh, time, man. I don't have much time. Yeah. Yeah, Brett, your your thoughts on the uh, on the defensive effort against the LA Rams? I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious what what it was. I mean, they they stepped it up Um, again. I think we, we we should keep Micah on the um on the edge. If we could have D D law Armstrong double Oh seven and Micah at the end uh, on the fourth, like, dude, come on, man. They, we got pressure when we wanted to get pressure and, and we, and when we needed it and we got sacks and, you know, dude, it was great, man. I just, I really wanted to talk about the offense real quick because I only have 10 minutes Go ahead. really quick. Our defense, bro. So, you know, and I just saw this pop up as far as like pressures go, Two of our players are in the top 10 of Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons of pressuring quarterbacks. We're the only team that has two players in the top 10. And shout players. out to, to shout out to also Sam Williams, who got him a little recognition. Oh, he today. was balling too. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. that's it's literally, first of all, I, I still can't get over the fact how much he looks like Micah, <laughs> but um, it, it's just a testament to, to, you know, this, this, this organization who, who knows how to pick up some of these guys? I mean, nobody was singing any praises about Dorrance Armstrong two years ago. It, it, like, yeah, he he came on in, in spurts, but everybody's like, what what's his role here? And he did a lot of special team stuff, but now you're seeing it all, man. You're seeing you're seeing the fact that he had to step up a little bit because of the fact that we lost Randy Gregory to free agency, and now he gets his chance to play. And now not only is he balling on the defensive end, but he's blocking punts, blocking field goals. He's doing everything, man. Sure, this kid sure. is an MVP of the defense right now. Or one what, what what I said in the beginning of the year, and and if you've played, it's it's a team sport, and then it becomes infectious, right? So when you have one or two guys that are just like uh, and to me again, I think Micah has changed everything. Uh, I think his attitude, the way he talks, the way he plays, um, just ev- all, all around. I mean, even in the interview, you know, he he, it's all infectious. And then what happens is he starts stepping it up, and because somebody he has to step it up, then it starts to free up other players. Then you get guys like Leighton uh, Vanderesh that's stepping his game up. And again, too, what's great, and me and my brother talked about this uh, last year and the, two years ago, your safety, your, our defensive backs can cover now because they, they're not, we're getting pressure. You you know, a lot of the times that they were, uh, the offenses were moving the ball on us, I don't know how long ago, we didn't even have one sack, right, Keith? What was it, like two years ago? Our defense yeah, well, had no 2020, the worst defense in the history of the Dallas Cowboys with under um, – that some a, of those that guys was Mike, that was a Mike Nolan vehicle, by the way. Yeah, the Mike Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vince, some of the guys that played on that defense are there now, right? Not many. Yeah. Not many. Yeah, not many, but some. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because Dan Quinn put his thumbprint. But it was on more of defense. a scheme, though. Yeah, I get what Brett's saying. It's more Dan Quinn's scheme, and you know, uh, it's all Micah. It's all Micah. And then and what Micah, happens yeah. is, what what happens is you get a kid like that that comes in. Which, by the way, I'm so glad we took him. I, I I didn't you know I wanted the other well, I forgot who I wanted that year. Um, you wanted you wanted uh, and then, uh, the kid from the Cardinals. What the hell? Xander Collins was his name or something. Something to that effect. Yeah. He's actually not that so, bad, but he's not, he's not Parsons. Collins, yeah. No, I never. I would never in a million years have thought Micah was this type of player. Me neither. Ever. I don't think anyone did. Um, I don't think. Otherwise, so, he would have been taken 
early round. First overall. Yeah. Good. So now, now you got the D all flying around, and now the offense starts stepping their game up. And 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 I wanted to talk about that too because I'm hearing people go, "Oh, he only threw a hundred yards. He stuck to the game plan." Now again, I don't understand why why even sports people that that why don't you under the goal is to win the game. That's what a game plan is. The goal is he only threw what sixteen times or something like that. Yeah, he it was 10, ten of sixteen. Ten of sixteen, yeah. Okay, that's all they called. So we pounded them on the ball. We pounded the ground, and that's how we won the game. That's what a game plan is. He didn't check out. He didn't force plays. That is what a good quarterback does. He game manages, and that was my point. That's it. All right. So <laughs> hold on, though. I was going to say though, to Brett's point is, and, and it's annoying me too because he's right. I mean, I'm reading. NFL analysts and colonists, and they're all saying that they're saying, uh, uh, these professional, these experts are saying, Oh, well, Cooper rush was a dud this weekend. Oh, he was a, what do you mean? He was a dud. First of all, if you look at the passes he completed, they weren't just check downs. They weren't just, Oh, here. And then there were first downs or close to a first down. I mean, like the one that Brett brings up to Gallup, that pass was beautiful. That was third. That was third and 15. Yeah, it was third and 15. Two, two, two drop conversions. And two drop conversions, one from Gallup, one from Lamb. But not only that, if you even listen to the defense, because I actually listened to the sidelines this week. Yeah, it was great. Actually, uh, uh, Matthew Picard um, tagged me. He's a chop sports. He's in that chop sports group. But um, And I listened to it, but even the defense was saying that. I don't know. If you listen to it, they're saying, they're like, pound the ball. Do it again, again, and again. Because they're, they're seeing it too. They're buying into this plan. You know, our offensive line is working. Our running backs are working. Cooper Rush is perfect for this offense right now. So, yeah, I don't like it. because. And one guy's like, the one guy I read, the quicker Dak gets back, the better for the Dallas offense. The only reason they're saying that now is they're pissed. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of people do not like the Cowboys. They want Dak to come back because they, they don't want, like the road. This team is going down right well, now. Well, here, here's the thing. I think for one, I think they want Dak Prescott to come back. So if the in the event that he does stop the losing the winning streak by any shot, then they're like, Well, we've been trying to tell you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. stop. Just stop. We, it's we, like what you're seeing, what you're seeing, and again, little Sturch, we this was kind of what we talked about on the um, we're not rooting against Dak. We're not rooting for Cooper Rush. We're rooting for everybody. What has been what has been the key formula to us losing all of these years? Okay, is first of all the coaching, which I'm taking my hat off to Mike McCarthy because if you know, if it were the other way around, you know everybody loves to shit on him, but you know this team is a lot tighter. You're not seeing as many dumb penalties. I I really love the game plan against the Rams. Um, you know it, it, he's doing. I, I want to give him some some credit, even though I, I, he doesn't give a fuck either way, but. But what, what what you're seeing now is why you don't are all of the talent that we have. And and again, in week one, everybody's like Dak didn't have outside receivers. He has a fucking and, and everybody was acting as if like it wasn't him. And now I hope he's watching what Cooper's doing. OK, and he's seeing that you don't have to fucking try and make every goddamn play to be a home run. Sometimes you bunt. Sometimes you you got you know what I mean. You got to take take the walk. It, it, it you can't try and do every play like that. Which and is he, which is what he did his rookie year. 
I'm telling you. And that, to me, once again, that was his greatest I think, season. I think that there's been a lot of conversation about what the offense, this offense would look like with Dak Prescott. Now, obviously, it's the same off, literally, like, not even kidding. It's the same offense that he had in week one. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's the same. So now you're trying to say, oh, well, how would Dak look in this offense? Well, we already saw how he kind of looked in this offense. So it's kind of alarming, right? But the difference is this. If Dak Prescott comes back, which now signs are saying, according to uh, the love of my life, Jane Slater, <laughs> according to her today, she put out uh, that he was throwing left-handed, tongue-in-cheek, you know, just kind of like, just lackadaisical. He's clearly not, he's not cleared, right? He's not cleared to at least do the heavy lifting, or at least what she said is there's gamesmanship to be done here to the open part of media, meaning he might start lacing that ball when the media is not there and they're not allowed to film, right? Because then you can't put that on film. You can't put that out to the media. Right, there's a rule right, against yeah. it, right? That makes sense. So there's gamesmanship there. But what I will say about Dak is this. Regardless of what he's shown us in his last two starts, meaning the first game against Tampa was abysmal, the playoff game was dog shit, right? We all know that. It's been on record. It's on film. We all see it. The difference is this. When Dak Prescott is under center, it will absolutely make the defense just think that the, the ability to go down the field or the ability for him to run or the ability of things that he can do is in the is in the arsenal. Not saying it should be dialed up. I'm not saying like, oh, when Dak gets back, I hope he throws 40 wait, wait, fucking no, times. All you're saying is, is that, no, you're, you're, what you're saying is in football, his threat will, will keep a, uh, a defense, defense more guessing. on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Keep him guessing. Yes. Guess what? It, who the fuck cares? You got two things to do. You either run the ball or you pass the ball. It's it. It's simple, right? Cooper Rush comes in. He can run too, all right? I, I mean, saw, he's not I, Dak. Listen, I saw him try to run an option. It was kind of I'm saying weird. he's not fucking Dak, <laughs> but the, 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 the idea is to pass the ball down the field and, and score and not turn the ball over, right? If you were going to tell me that I could have a quarterback that threw for 600 yards in a game, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and we fucking lose, or have a guy that's going to go 10 for 16 for 100 yards, no interceptions, and we win, it, I, I, I right. don't nope. care. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm with it. No. Dak is obviously no the more time. talented. He can throw zero times. <laughs> I wouldn't care. But, but my point is, what, what else – what what is Dak? What would Dak add to the Rams game that Cooper didn't? That we won by twelve points. Okay, the, that's huge. What Dak would add is what I just said: the element of thinking that there different calls, different calls can be made. So so if Dak's in the game. Let's just say this: if Dak was in the game because of his ability to run, what do you think the score would have been? There might have been like one more drive where we scored one more. You know, like that. that that's so, or there would have been, or there would have been one more turnover. There, there could have been that too. And look, okay, we I'm, have not, I'm not about over. to paint. So. I'm not about to paint Dak Prescott into a picture where he's just like a walking turnover because he's really not. Like, but like we all seen his last. The sample size of the last two games is is piss poor, and that's what we're going based off of, right? I'm not about to sit here. I'm done arguing with the whole like, oh, but look what he did in this game and that game and the highlight reel. Like, clearly that's what it is. Well, it's a highlight reel, right? We're all going to see his good plays. So that's that's what a highlight reel is. What, what, this is. I'll tell you the one stat I look at with our offense now, and it's because our defense is great, is what? Time of possession. Right. Okay? That's very That's huge. He had, the, he had the same time of possession as the Rams, Cooper Rush. That's what I'm looking at. And that's what I keep saying. Those 10, those 10 passes, that's, it doesn't matter. It's sustaining drives. It's, it's keeping that's them a going. Very, it's a very good point because it, I'll tell you right now real quick, right. 
mm-hmm. real quick point to that is that Aaron Rodgers, the all-world quarterback that he is, was flinging the ball all over the place against the Giants and then going three and out, and his defense is coming right back on the field, and the Giants were taking advantage of that, so there's no time of possession. They lost that battle. They lost the game. So, yes, 100 so That's my point agree. with Dak. If Dak was in the Rams game, maybe that would have happened more. I, you, we you wouldn't would, have ran as much. think there would be a couple more. That's what scares me. What, 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 what I'm thinking, what Brett's probably thinking and you guys are thinking is how many times – would Dak go up to the line and see something he likes and say like, all right, no, no, kill, kill this can, can, you know, go to the next play. And you're like, Oh shit. Like we just, we have the play. It's a good play. Run the damn play. But you're worried that Dak might check out of it because look, you didn't see Cooper. Cooper rush made adjustments. And sometimes he checked into runs, which was great. I guess the giants with that third and 12 checked into a run. And it was like one of the best plays of the game. Um, But what I will say is that's probably what we're worried about is that Dak Prescott does have a little bit of authority when it comes to, going out there and playing the football game while Cooper Rush is going out there and doing a job correctly and not and not messing around with the scheme or the game plan. All right, look, and again, we we're not beating a dead horse here because it's going to it's going to eventually happen. Now, personally, I think our odds are better with Dak against Philly only because now you're playing against how, how long can somebody go undefeated, right? So, and then also how many bad games in a row is Dak going to have? So, I'm, as a gambling person, I'm saying, okay, it's more likely that Dak is not going to have three bad games in a row than it is for Cooper to go seven and zero, right? Correct. But without that being, with that being said, as as Sturchy would say, um, <laughs> you know, th- when you pay a quarterback that much money that we gave him, which I, I still was against, all right. And now a guy like Dak, who is a great kid, and, and by the way, like I said, man, he is, he, he's all heart. Like he, it's not like he's a jerk off guy that is just sitting around not working hard, right? But now that pressure was on him. And we lost a lot of games. He did not, pl- he hasn't been playing as well, right? Since that after Minnesota that, that he was in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you've got a guy that that gets in there and is just composed. He's not throwing off his back foot. He's not forcing plays. He's doing now. And, and by the way, every play has two options or three options, mm-hmm. right? So if mm-hmm. they're in this formation, then they're supposed to check sometimes. But when you're looking at how balanced we are now, right? How the running game, I mean, how many games have we sat there and go, why the fuck aren't we running the ball? Why aren't we running the ball? And then you yep. read the stats that Dak threw for 600 whatever fucking yards and 70% <laughs> of it was passes. Now you got to ask yourself, is he calling his own number? Does that make sense? I don't, I don't, I don't think he audibles as much. <laughs> I don't think he audibles as much as you guys think. I don't. I think that I think a lot of his pass that- plays, I think a lot of his pass plays are, are, are put in and he doesn't audible out. I think that's the problem. Well, right, exactly. Line. So if he's he's licking his chops when Kellen Moore's like, all right, yeah, yeah exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yep, yep, here we go. You know, That's like my question. So you, you don't think he's calling his number. So then now you got to go the other way. Maybe they think that because they paid all that money and, and he's got this yeah. gun because I that, that we're gonna keep throwing. It, it's well, I, I don't see I see it fucking up our game plan more. And, and what I'm saying is bring his talent, bring this game plan. I hope he's watching how Cooper does this and just know that, hey, bro, because if, if he can, I swear on everything, if he can get that down, who the fuck, why wouldn't we go deep in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, to me, like you just said, because of the money, maybe he's throwing a little bit more. But like the like my counter to that to that is that Ryan Tannehill got a pretty sweet deal in Tennessee, and his whole purpose is to 
to give the ball to Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? So like he he's paid a shit ton of money and he's handing the ball yeah, off. They don't have Jerry Jones as their fucking GM. Hundred percent true. <laughs> hey, 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 now come on now. Let's give him some credit. Yeah, he's been drafting right. hey, fucking listen, really well right now. Him and you got to give the senile old man some flowers when it comes to this, and not I'm not yeah. talking about a funeral. He just, he's you know, he offensive lineman. By the way, that's who gets the game ball to me. My biggest problem with Jerry Jones isn't really his draft choices. and It's his mouth. Just shut the fuck up. That's it. That's pretty <laughs> much my ego. biggest problem with him. That's, and it's his ego. I think that's everybody. It's everybody's. Uh, but I just want to say mouth. that I was, um, I was, I don't uh, uh, normally admit I'm wrong, but I am going to concede and say that I was wrong about the New York Giants. Okay. I think right now, and I think this weekend against Baltimore is a huge game for them as well. I know this isn't a Giants podcast, but I'm only talking about them because they're in our division. And it's pretty damn impressive that we are the only team to beat them. And before, I was like, you, Sturge, thinking, oh, we beat them every time. No. I mean, this team is playing. They're balling. Daniel Jones is a, is a huge reason why he cleaned up his turnovers. Um, and the thing, that scares, the thing that scares me about this weekend is, and it should scare Giants fans too, you don't want the Eagles winning. Because if, say, the Giants lose to Baltimore and we lose yeah. to the Eagles, the Eagles are now up two games on the Giants and Cowboys with an easy fucking schedule. We all have easy schedules, but there's... Hey, the, the Eagles have the 32nd easy... Like, they're, yeah. that, they're the top dog when it comes exactly. to easy schedules. And we're listen, we're 30th. So it's like, yeah. you know, we have that same exact schedule almost. And it, it doesn't make any sense to me because mm. we're supposed to get that first well, place schedule. I, I, will, I will say this, too, um, because I got to get going. Uh, yeah. If I think on paper, I mean, look, but when you're looking at who we played now, because all these all these people kept saying Dallas played nobody, right? What the fuck are you talking about? We played the Giants who were four and one, right? I mean, prior to the Rams, right? We beat the Bengals, we beat the Giants. They everybody kept saying how we were going to get destroyed, and we beat these teams. We still didn't get our our props, right? Now they're starting to now they're starting to give us props, but. With that being said, the Eagles, their their fucking defense is not that great, okay? And and our defense is going up against their offense. And I don't know if you watched the Arizona game. They should have – I mean, they could have lost that game. They could have, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, it that's, definitely, that's definitely something to watch is the fact that teams like the Lions and teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars went up 14 quick, like – that defense could be had in Philadelphia, absolutely. Yes. The only thing I worry about is what, you know, I, I saw a tweet today uh, by one of the, the inside writers over at, you know, with the Cowboys, and they say Will Greer is officially playing Jalen Hurts this week, meaning like he's the one running around like a madman to, to kind of mimic that offense. And I guess that's why you keep a guy like Greer on the roster so he can do that in practice. Um, that's the only thing that scares me, man, is like every quarterback that we've gone after, to, uh, except for the fact that, the only one that can actually get going was Daniel Jones, and there was a couple times that he just took off and went. You know well, what I mean? So that, that scares me a little bit, considering well, the guys well, that we did beat up. Well, you know, Joe Burrow's not known to run because obviously the. I got to go, buddy. All right, let, let me make the prediction, and I'll go. Because don't worry about that. Okay, I mean it's it, it's part of their their arsenal, but the way that I Dan Quinn, I think, I mean, the way we're going to design this, I hope he keeps running out of the pocket. I really do. So, you know, we Daniel Jones, we we had a different defense set up for that. Like, you know, we were playing pass more, man. I mean, that's we yeah. flushed him out. Like you said, we'll have a spy on him on on Hertz. Um again, defense, th this is where we're going to win the game. 
Um, and I think right, our offense. Getting out of here. Who do you think's gonna? How do you think the Cowboys are gonna take it? Me and you, me. And you Keith got our, our offense and their defense. I think is pretty evenly matched, right? Without Dak Prescott, right? If Dak was in there, I'd give us a, a, a huge edge. But our defense and their offense. I, I, you know, everybody's crowning them the the best team in the NFL. Uh, and again, we're nobody's underdog. But I, I think we're gonna win this game. Mm-hmm. I really do. I like it. I think uh, we should. I think we should pull this one out. Vegas has us six point dogs. In yeah, five in the hook. That's what they got, got us. Five I, just, in the I hook. just looked right now. Six over on on FanDuel. So that might be moving in a certain direction with the news of Dak Prescott. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that would be the case if Dak Prescott was under center. I don't think they would be favored by six. Well, I think that that line was made with Cooper Rush starting, right? Okay. So if yeah. if Dak comes in, I mean, I can't see it moving that much more. Uh. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I think we should win this game. I think our defense is going to step it up again. And remember, my brother said this. I said this in the beginning. Our defense is good enough to, to carry us through the season as long as the offense doesn't turn the ball over and has great time of possession. That's all it has to do, and I think we can do that. And I think we should not abandon the run and get Pollard more touches. All right, there it is. So that's Brett Ernst here on the Jersey Boys podcast. Get out of here, and uh, we will start – our preview of the Philadelphia Eagles between me and Keith. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Uh, so Keith, obviously, you well, know, heading go back into- to your, your Jalen hurts, what you were saying about Jalen hurts. Yeah. Here's the thing about the, uh, this Eagles team. And I was looking at it. I mean, we beat the fuck out of them last year twice. Okay. <laughs> last game of the year was Minshew. It wasn't hurts fine, but you it were there Minshew for the whole time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Minshew, Minshew started hurts. Didn't play at all that game. Oh, I he the did. last yeah. game of the year. Oh, um, okay. hurts though. All was our there guys for- did though. <laughs> Hertz was there for well. Parsons didn't play in that last Eagles game. No, but we had so, to get Dak the record. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I meant, um, but before that, we beat the hell out of them on Sunday night too. The game Monday we night, yeah, me and Brett were there. Yeah, Monday night. So my thing is, is how much has that team really changed? AJ Brown, right? Is that what uh, AJ Brown and just another year of experience for for Hertz, bro? I'm telling you, this they added some defensive parts as well. They did. They did. But I'm talking about our defense versus their offense. That's what I'm talking about. And I feel um, that I really, really, really like our chances against Jalen Hurts. The way, the way I mean, I know they're putting Greer back there. That kind of falls into our. We I think we're becoming a defense that might like that more than a true two second, three second pocket passer like a Brady. So you know what I'm saying? Ill, so maybe cause some ill-advised throws. And, exactly. Exactly. Well, the only thing the only thing that worries me about that, and, and don't get me wrong, I love our secondary. I love what they've done so far. Everybody's contributed, literally everybody. Um, but the fact that they would if Hertz does go running around like a madman, you know, like that does make me like, how long can Trayvon hold AJ Brown? How long can Anthony Brown hang around with Devonta Smith? That that's the kind of how long can we 
keep Dallas Goddard at bay in the middle of the field. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the kind of things that kind of worry me, I guess. And it you know, worries you, but defense, you got to think. Go ahead. No, I was going to say our run defense. After I called them out on Twitter last week, I was like, this run defense is hard to watch. And then there was like two tackles for losses in a row. And I was like, well, I'll just eat crow on that. But yeah. like overall, the run defense is their weaker part of this great defense. Uh, and Miles Sanders has been having a fucking hell of a year, man. Yeah, I know. But we, but once again, I mean, we, we shut them down last year. I know they're a different team this year, but we did shut shut them down last year. And I think a lot with us, and I, and I brought this up, like when we played Washington, Antonio Gibson had a really good first half, and then we shut him down the second half. Rams had nowhere to go in this in this uh, in in this um, past game, so I think our run defense it's deceiving. Looking that I think now it's 117 yards a game we give up. Last I think last week was like 135 or something. Mm -hmm. But I meant um, it's a little it's a little deceiving. But back to Jalen Hurts, you're right, he is buying time. But there's going to be I, I see a lot of ill-advised throws because th the same thing happened last year when we played them. You know, and, and we we have, and you know, I was telling Brett this when we were talking on the phone. When you look at when I know that uh, Cooper Rush had that had that uh, one play against Trayvon, and there was another play by that rookie receiver, I think, against Trayvon. Oh, but, Cooper Cup, yeah, yeah, Cooper Cup. Sorry, and then um, and then there was another play from a receiver on a bomb uh, when Trayvon. But here's the thing, or Anthony Brown, I forgot. I think it was Trayvon, but it doesn't matter. The coverage was good, right? It's not like somebody, which was happening in 2020, was all by themselves and they just catch it and go. We're fucking there. That pass has to be completely accurate, all right? And has to, that receiver has to have some sure hands. That's what I like about our defense. It's not – there's no easy catches coming. So no. if Hurts is going to be running around crazy and all that, I'm telling you, our guys are going to be there. And that pass better be perfect. And I don't know if that's going to happen with him. I just don't. It's interesting, man. I mean, look, the, the Eagles are they're five and zero for a reason. They they have themselves a decent offense. Um, they they definitely have momentum on their side. They got the home field behind their side. But you know, there was there was a lot of a lot of we want Dallas signs in the crowd last week, and I was like, I I just don't know if that's what you want to do to a, a Cowboy defense like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I get the offense is is not as appealing right now because Cooper Rush is there. But you know, look, we're winning games. Um, but the whole we want Dallas thing, uh, I don't know. I think it's gotten old, and I think that's what really got Suriani, the coach of the uh, Eagles, in trouble last year with the whole beat Dallas T-shirt, and then we beat the shit out of them. Um, yeah. But but I do want to ask you one thing. It's kind of before we make our pick of the with the Philadelphia Eagle game itself. I'm kind of segueing more on a broader scale. I saw something over the weekend, and by the way, I'm not a big FS1 guy. I hate a lot of their programming. I think a lot of those guys are hacks. You know, the Skips and the Shannons and the, and the the whatever, all those shows, they're all terrible. But uh, a friend of mine, or at least a colleague of mine, Dave Hellman, is over at FS1 right now, right? And he always has to do battle with a former Eagle, LaShawn McCoy, and Sam Acho, or whatever his name is. Um, they said something that was kind of interesting to me, and I think – I think this is uh, something I brought up in the text, but I want your opinion on on record here. Um, Dak Prescott's obviously coming back to the Cowboys eventually, right? Whether it be next week, the week after that, whatever. This will be the first time in Dak Prescott's career that he has a top five defense in the NFL to back up his play. Meaning when, and they brought it up, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and I believe four of his championship game uh, championships that he's won. Um, and a couple other quarterbacks, all of note, noteworthy Hall of Fame type quarterbacks have all won because of or with a top five defense. Mm -hmm. With this defense playing the way that it's playing right now, 
is this the like the window for Dak to say like like what I'm saying is if he doesn't get it done, can you close the book on the fact that Dak Prescott can't win a Super Bowl? Like he has the the one of the best defenses in football, and if defense really does win championships, can Dak be capable enough to get it done, such as the other guys? Absolutely. Okay. He can, and if you look at that, the Russell Wilson team you're talking about, I mean, even the Brady team, the 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 first year he won, I, I hate to say it, but it's very similar to what Cooper Rush is doing right now. I mean, <laughs> oh my that's God. What, I know, <laughs> I know, but that's what has to be done. I mean, yeah. I know, I know, Dak will throw a few more times than Cooper, but we gotta follow the same game plan. And and yes, if you look at if you look at those teams that you're speaking of, guaranteed, look at the time possession. Look how their defense was able to rest and come out and they sustain long drives. That's what it's more about. You know what I mean? And like yeah. and bringing up the Aaron Rodgers thing, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. You have the ball third and two. You freaking, you pass twice in a row. You have plenty of time left. See, but that's the problem. If they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't have done that. Jordan Love isn't doing that. But I'm just, that's my point. Like yeah. that, that's what, that's what it's happening with a lot of these teams. They're like, okay, we got a quarterback. We're paying him this money. And the quarterback's pretty good. Let's just put it in his hands and we'll win. No, like this is what coaching's about, you know? So yes, I think absolutely Dak can with the right guidance. Absolutely. Do you think we have I the do. right guidance on the team? I do. I think, I think that after what's happening and what they're looking at, I think that that is definitely a possibility that if it's not broke, don't fix it, man. Mm-hmm. And they get mm-hmm. back to that, you know? Yeah. No, and they I'm, get back I'm, to it. I think it's, you know, I bet mean, Cooper's throwing some strikes. And, and like I said, they're, they're in stride that, that pass to, to, to Gallup was beautiful, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's very possible. Look, we saw, we've seen what Dak can do, man. I mean, there's a reason I know Brett always, he shouldn't got paid that much money. There's a reason he got paid that money. Right. And right. Jerry's not going to do that. I mean, he let fucking DeMarco Murray walk out the door. Correct. You know and what I'm saying? The, and he led the league in rushing the year before. Yeah. So that's <laughs> right. my point. I mean, there, there, there's, there, so no, there's something there. So I mean, it's just it's just the fact that I think the way they're utilizing him is wrong, and that's my point all the time. The yeah. way they're utilizing him is not right. Take the route they're taking now with Rush with Dak Prescott, and I think that, and I I would agree with your assessment with the Rams. We may have scored a touchdown more, right? You know, mm-hmm. if because what I noticed with Dak in the past when his defense is playing really well, our points like he needs that help. I say it all the time. Right. Like, remember, I went back and looked at all the turnovers when he's getting those turnovers. Like, for example, maybe we score after the block punt. Right. That Well, that's that's literally the job I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we score if Dak's there. So, yeah. You know, um, I will make a note back to the defense for a second that the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys are the only teams in the NFL that have not given up more than 20 points in, in, in their five games. So no, that's great. That's incredible. Like, San Francisco, I, what they're number one in sacks for number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're right behind San Fran. And look, San Fran, obviously that, you know, they've dealt with some woes themselves. They're they're They technically quote, have a backup quarterback playing right now. So, yeah. you know, let's be honest. I mean, Jimmy G, yes, he could start in, in a couple spots in the NFL, but he wasn't slated to do that. You know what I mean? It was, it was my cool. sticker, by the way. Oh, what is that sticker? That's my, uh, I was just at my kid's school reading her <laughs> elementary school. I had to read a book. Oh, you can dude, read. That's good, man. Dude, so dude, dude what's crazy is really quick, quick story. So back in, uh, when she was in preschool, I was like eight, nine years ago. Uh-huh. I, I actually, this is when I was still, what I'm doing stand up now again, but I was doing it then. And I had to go to this preschool thing. Like it was like a dinner with all the parents and everything. Yeah. And then I had to do a show and then I had to work a graveyard shift. So I was going to be up like 14 hours. 
So I'm like, fuck it, let's go. I do a, I do a, 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 a five hour energy. Boom. Right. <laughs> I remember I drank a, a Red Bull. I'm ready to, I'm just go. So I go to this preschool thing and I'm sitting there like, you know, all the parents are there. So we're in this room and they're like, somebody needs to read a book to the, to the class. <laughs> One of the parents. And my wife is like, well, Keith will do it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. So I go up, dude. I'm not even kidding you. As I'm reading, whatever the, the choo-choo train that couldn't or whatever the fuck it was, <laughs> dude, my, I'm like this reading it shaking. You all can't see me. I'm shaking. Like, like it almost looks like I'm so nervous. Like as I'm turning the page and, and one of the moms came, came up to me afterwards. She goes, don't worry. I get nervous too. I was like, I was nervous for kids. It's getting all that's, that's so funny. My, uh, my father went it's to one of those back, one of those back to school nights that my dad was at. He, um, I think he sat in the wrong class. It was like a very advanced class. And like, oh, no, no, your son's not in this class. <laughs> Just like, And he's like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, little Sturch is pretty smarter. He's already doing trigonometry. I would, I would, say, right? I would say I'm uh, more street general smart. Math, general math is down there. Yeah, <laughs> general math is down the hallway. Yeah, you're with those three kids over there. You're in that little closet of a hallway. Oh, I just went off the rocker. Anyway, back right, to Philly. Philly, yeah, Philly yeah. week, right? So, all right, so let's get it done. Obviously, Brett thinks we're going to win this game. So can the Dallas Cowboys, with the defense playing the way it is against the Philadelphia Eagles, which their offense is playing very, very good, um, can our offense do enough against their defense? Keith, are we going to be 5-1 and one and tied for, for technically in first place with a win? Can we beat the Philadelphia Eagles in prime time on Sunday night? Absolutely, yes. And, and I see it happening. Um, the main reason I see this happening is I think we're a better team last year than they are. Than they are last. I know they're five and zero, oh, but I think we're better than okay. last year. They're better too, but I think our team has um, uh, progressed more. I, I know it sounds crazy, but I really believe that. So, yes, I do see that because I'm going back to last year and what we did. And I yeah. think you know you got to remember, man. Quinn he he's designing this defense, and mm -hmm. he shut them down twice. I know it was Minshew in the second game, okay, but Minshew was going off if you remember. Like yeah. they were like, all right, Minshew's going to start. We still shut down that offense. So I think now the only thing, once again, that can ruin this game is bad penalties, mm -hmm. okay, or or shitty penalties like they tried to do to Kansas City the other night. Dude, Brett and I were actually talking about. I'm surprised oh you didn't bring God, it up on the show. Man. Oh, it's so bad. That was awful. And you know, if you notice that all the penalties went to their towards the Raiders after that because they oh, knew, yeah. they knew that they had to fix that because they wouldn't have got out of that stadium alive. I've never seen a crowd turn on the, on like that. That was like, rough. Like they, you don't they, want to do that in Kansas city. <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was an awful, but I'm saying like calls like that, if that can obviously alter a fumbled punt, a fumbled kickoff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously things like that. But if everything is straight across the board, we're both got the same amount of turnovers. We both got the same amount of penalties depending when they are. Hell yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's a double digit win, man. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're we're going in there home dog uh, away on the road dogs by six. You think double digit win? So basically a a repeat performance of what just happened against LA. And just so you know, and I, I read this, I think Nick Eatman put this out last year. Who's my favorite Dallas Cowboy writer, next to David Sturch. Well, he's not. He's not actually. Well, Eatman's not the one. That, I know, but Eatman, Eatman's not the one saying we never beat McVeigh, right? <laughs> no, that is not Eatman. Eatman would never say something like that. But he uh, he mentioned, and I, I texted it to you guys that. Vegas and it happened again has gotten it wrong every time this uh, with the spread, like literally 10 point, like a 10 point difference, even the first game, which we don't like that one, but every other game they predicted these teams to beat us five or six. Instead, we're beating them by 12 
by 11 by t- you know what right. i mean so i meant here's another game i think it happens again i think it happens here um i'm gonna go and say that the philadelphia eagles are going to be and there's a such thing as this i think there's a such thing as this and i talked to my boy tony catalina about this and there's a such thing as a team getting overhyped for a game like i think that this focus is on dallas 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 that like it's dallas week it's it's dallas week they could fumble and throw a ball over themselves on Sunday night. And I think that's a very, very good possibility um, on Sunday night. I think the Dallas Cowboys are playing as well as any team in the NFL. Um, After this past week of the NFL, you look at the NFC picture and you're like, there's not one team, honestly, not one team that has like is is flawless. There's just not everybody could be had every single team. Um, and, And that's a great thing. And that's a great position for the Cowboys to be in. But not looking too hard, uh, far ahead because, look, our schedule gets easier as we go. But this is a big one. I think the test is there. I think we're going to I think it's going to be one of those slow starts like a Washington. I really do. I think it's going to be like a very maybe single digits, both teams, single digits at halftime where you're kind of like, all right, what's going to give? And then there's going to be a couple plays made, whether it be on a defensive turnover and a take back like we had last time. I don't think I mean, we're still kind of waiting for Turpin to take what to the house. Maybe that yeah. happened this week. So. I don't know. I, I think the Cowboys can win. I, I do. And I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. I, I'm done being um, waiting for the the bottom to fall out of this team. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting. I'm, I'm done with the whole like, well, you know, I don't know. You know, like it's it's this defense is playing as good as they are. And I think this defense can take him very, very far if their offense just stays complacent. Like right. if they play the game that they played the last four weeks on offense, I don't care if Rush throws three times. You know what I mean? I, I really don't care. I'm not, I know, uh, uh, you know, Brett's the one that's saying like, oh, it's all these fantasy nerds. That's all they want. Like I, me personally, give me smash mouth football every day of the week. Give me Zeke, give me Pollard, give me all that shit. And the Cowboys win because their time of possession was like 40 to 20. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they had, the, they had the and, ball the most time. And this is the thing, like what you're saying, like you're, you're not like you're done, you know, saying the bottom's going to fall out and all that. And that's good because you know what? They earned that. Right. And they did. They earned that, all three of us picking. And that's what I like. Like, I hate when teams are like, oh, no one believes in us. No, one, no, one, no, show us and we'll right. believe in you. And, and, and that's, you know that's kind of where that's, I believe that's where we all stand with, with Dak, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're waiting, waiting, waiting now for the next impending interception or fumble or, or bad decision, right? We're waiting for that. But if Dak can come back in, in a couple of weeks and start rolling off some more wins and putting together promises, like uh, promising starts, then maybe we we get away from the whole like, oh, well, it's only a matter of time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe this yeah. team could be actually a team to beat down the road, man. You know I what know. I was thinking about? And I, and I just actually thought about it when you said Dak played when he didn't need to against the Eagles to break mm-hmm. the record. Yeah. Which is kind of messed up because why, why don't they put him in preseason games? Because they're afraid he might get injured. But yet you're going to put him in a game at the end of the season that doesn't mean anything well, going into the playoffs. In that regard, in that regard, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott was coming off the ankle last year. That's this true. year, That's no true. excuse. There's no excuse this year. Yeah, no, you're no right. Excuse. You're right. You're right. That is last look, year. If, if Brady and Mahomes are out there slinging the ball in preseason, exactly. then Dak Prescott should and be it too. Showed, I, it showed in that man. Tampa game, and that's my thing. I think what we were texting about it, that I think Detroit's a good game, whether we win or lose this one, for mm-hmm. him to come back. Because Detroit has the worst defense in the NFL. The Bears are not far behind him. And it's a good two good games for him to just get into sync. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. for him to get going. That's his preseason game. You know, wholeheartedly. I hope that Tampa Bay was his preseason game. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Cool, in any man. event, all right. So we all got the Cowboys. Uh, we're all in unison on that one. 
The next time you hear from us will be next week. And obviously the Cowboys will either be the, at the very worst four and two or possibly five and one. We'll find that out on Sunday. So be sure to leave a comment, rate the podcast, share the podcast, tell your friends. And of course, for Dave Starchio and Keith Ernst, and of course, Brett Ernst, who had to leave a little bit earlier. Uh, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Let's go, Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Roger, he's going long. Down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five. Touchdown! <laughs>